What's up? What's up, brother? We on, we on. How you doing, dude? Man, I haven't talked to you in a while. It's been a while, man. For real, man. We've been going in directions. It's been a minute. How you feeling, I know, man? Right? I'm good. I'm blessed, bro. I'm blessed. I'm on, I'm on a mob right now, bro. A mob? Uh, yeah, I'm on a, I'm in, I'm on a cyber mob right now for the last few months. Ah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. How you how you been though? You recovering? Yeah, man, I'm recovering. So um I today made four weeks uh yeah. removed from surgery and I work at a summer camp at a middle school in San Antonio, San Antonio Prep Middle School. And uh I work at a summer camp there and I'll be working there in the fall, starting August as a student enrollment re- recruiter. So um, oh wow! That's yeah, awesome, so, bro. Yeah, man. So I mean, I don't have my degree yet, and things of that nature. That's been my kryptonite, I guess. Um, if you want to pick a kryptonite that I didn't do while I was in the military, but uh, I'm still fortunate to be able to work at a school in some capacity, and that was that was a huge goal of mine. Um, after I medically retired from the army, man. Uh, I yeah, love bro. coaching. Yeah, man. I love coaching. Um, but I want to coach in the school system. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, well, at hey. least you, you know, like I said, you got goals, bro. That's the important yeah, right? Yeah, man. Ain't nothing changed, man. That's, yeah. I got goals. Um, you know, I have to figure out um, ways to still attain the goals. Um, yeah. Despite setbacks. So, that's the route I took um, to start off with. That doesn't have to be the end destination, but I love the school. I did about two or three volunteer events um, with a coach friend of mine in San Antonio who kind of put me on. So uh, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity, man. Grateful yeah, man, for that's, the opportunity. That's, that's good stuff, man. Like, I've been seeing you on Facebook. You just be grinding, bro. So, you know, you know everyone, everyone sees it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, I appreciate it. It's not an easy grind, as you know. Um, yeah. It's not easy. It's painful at times, but got to make it happen, man. I see you gotta grinding, too. Happen, bro. You got to, man. I know you like, dang, man, since basic, this guy has been involved in a lot of different stuff. But um, I still have the FIO movement. Fitness is a lifestyle clothing brand. It's just... Um, it was hard. It was hard getting. It was hard uh, finding someone trustworthy to like do the um, website and to do the managing part and all that. So, because yeah. you know, you you know how I was doing it. I was doing it like manually, where I'm tracking yeah, all the stuff on Excel and and mailing stuff off. So that's cool. I still have it. I got an LLC license with that back in 2017. Well, 2018. I created it in 2017, but did the LLC in 2018. But um, as I got to San Antonio and got away from Fort Stewart, Georgia, and coaching got, you know, coaching opportunities came. And, um, yeah, man, I'm doing that, doing podcasting. May 2nd this year um, was the one-year anniversary of me starting my um, podcast, podcast show, the audio podcast show. Um, so That's awesome, man. That's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it all ties together, though, man. 
it all ties together, and you like just like looking at leader, like leadership and then paying it forward, you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. bro. And um, and then as we still like the like like the fulfillment aspect of your uh your uh fitness and life movement, bro. Uh, there's a lot of services you can use now. Uh, that'll kind of like uh, like do it automatically for you. Yeah. Um. Man. So. You know. That- yeah, so it's about finding the right things, uh, you know, the right situations to get it happen. Uh, yeah. I don't know, something that's been on my heart is still having that fitness movement, but um, I want to do the same thing, but maybe like a different name. Uh, not necessarily a different yeah. name, but I wanted to be more broad. So most yeah. people call me Champ and stuff like that. Obviously, my last name is Champagne, so maybe like a champ mentality or a champ mindset so that way it's yeah, not bro. just focused to fitness that way it's not just focused to kids mm-hmm. or just adults or just athletes so yeah man that's that's brand, in the work gotta man gotta make it a brand but i'm loving this podcast and stuff man um i'm loving this audio podcasting and getting on facebook live and social media live and speaking about things um so it's 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 a lot of those military pages uh that have been made recently that are productive so those those things have uh given me a blueprint and most importantly an example to gain confidence on speaking yeah, about bro, things absolutely. so tell me about you bro tell me about you like i see you like a First lieutenant in the United States Army, and yeah, you man. are a 42, 42 Bravo because the officers are 42 Bravo. I was a 42 Alpha in the Army as an enlisted, and like now you're like an OIC and you got your own S1 shop and stuff, bro. Tell me, tell me, like, how did you, how, like, how did you get to that point, man? Yeah, bro. Yeah, like I said, man, it's only God, man, and I'm blessed, bro. Like it, mm-hmm. it was a lot, you know. And you know, I'm, so you know, I'm National Guard, bro. And um, so I think me and you met at AIT, or did we meet at AIT or Basic? No, no, bro. We're in Basic together. And basic. while you and, and while you're talking to the audience, introduce yourself, man. This is this is your floor, bro. Yeah, bro. So yeah, John Barrett. Um, like you said, I'm a lieutenant in the Army National Guard. Been in almost nine years in November. Uh, 42 Alpha, then I became a 42 Bravo um, through OCS. We're going to get into the story here in a minute. Uh, civilian side, work in higher education, uh, work at universities, uh, student affairs, you know, and um, have my own podcast, you know, started my own podcast up, uh, dropping uh, this Friday. So just a lot of in- in inspiration from Champagne, you know, and jump on his podcast, talk some, talk chickens with him. Oh, I was freaking standing, man. So we met in basic. Uh, Man, basic. Yeah, I don't. When we went to AIT, we weren't in the same company for AIT because nah, I, we, so definitely, I, we definitely would have been battle buddies because we uh-huh. met in basic. I, most I know most that definitely, most bro. We definitely we met in basic. Yeah, we were in basic. first platoon, I think, Mastiffs or something like that. I still have that uh that sh- mm-hmm. that paper thing that our drill sergeants had. I don't remember the. Male drill sergeant's name. I know what he looks like. He had a forehead patch, but the female drill sergeant, uh, drill sergeant. Her name Zamora, was uh, Zamora. Like yeah, Zamora, bro. Uh, I didn't know what a freaking mastiff was, but I have that. I've always, uh, I, I framed that actually, and I always had it in my office. And now, 
it's one of the things I have uh, in my house on the table. Um, I have like a garage area where I have stuff, and then I have a table in the house where I have stuff. So yeah, man, we were in basic 2013. 2013, bro. Joe Sarn is and then we had another guy. His name was uh, Joe Sarn Duran. That's his name. Yep. Uh huh. He had that cool freaking accent thing, and he was chilled, but he didn't play. That was him with the full (laughs) haircut. Bro, that's exactly how he was, bro. Chill, but didn't play. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So, so yeah. So me and you met at basic training, and um, I think I think me and you guys were like one of the one of the few athletes, actual athletes there that like you know, Mm -hmm. you know, did stuff, and then you know it came to that off. That whole uh, what's that obstacle course event and stuff we did at the end, and they didn't, they they picked some like random people to do it. We're just like, oh my gosh, yeah, bro, yeah. that was stellar. Cause like you were huge in wrestling back then. I think you were still like into it, like into it back then. Uh, yeah, I think I was still competing in college back then, twenty thirteen. Yep. Yeah, I was still I was still competing, bro. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I eventually you know matriculated into coaching uh, division two as well. Um, That's up until like, last year, bro. Yeah, up into mm. the mold. So, blessed, bro. So blessed with the sport, man. Bro. That's beautiful, man. So, you was able to coach um, Division Two wrestling while still doing the National Guard Army. That's amazing. 2013, I was, I was about two years removed from high school and um, probably about a year and a half, 18 months or so, close to two years of uh, removed from actually playing football. And I, mm-hmm. I, I uh, 2012, after I got out, I coached a little league. I was, I coached 10 U back then, but uh, my son was born like that, to, that October 2012. I was. I saw that. Congrats, um, bro. Yeah, man. I, um, so my ex wife at the time, she, she was my wife back then, but ex wife now. And, um, that was a unique time being uh, basic training. It was a cool platoon that we was in. Um, I, I, I really keep up with a lot of people in our platoon. There's some few that were in our uh, basic training class from different platoons that um, I have on social media and things of that nature. But it was like day and night, man. It was it, it was a great time. Um, some cool drill sergeants, but uh, we went separate paths, but it's a lot of people doing a lot of good things, man. So I agree, like, bro. Yeah, man. So, like, tell us about your, like, your current assignment, man. You're, like, an OIC, 42 Bravo. Yeah, bro. Like, you're responsible for, like, soldiers and stuff, bro. Like, what's up? Tell, bro, tell us about it's it. It's so crazy, bro. <laughs> it's so crazy because, like, um, you know, so essentially, yeah, I went to basic training with you, bro. Uh, went to AIT the next summer. Right, um, you know, National Guard, we had the split options. So went to yeah, AIT exactly. the next summer. Um, stayed enlisted for about five years. Um, and I kind of like topped off at the uh, forty two alpha list, bro. Like, uh, they do an OML in the state, um, for us, and there's not a lot of slots. So I was I was sitting on the list for two years at E four, uh, P, bro, and just like waiting to get E five. And um, I always wanted to go OCS, stuff. bro. I I I um end up transferring schools and didn't have an ROTC program to go to. So I ended up just staying enlisted, bro, uh, getting my opportunity to go to OCS, man. And um, uh, one of the toughest things I've ever done, to be honest, um, you know, had my opportunity to go there. I got accelerated. 
which is like traditional OCS in the in the guard is like basically one week in a month, two weeks in the summer. But you do that for right. like a year and a half. Right. Yeah, bro. So the dropout rate is crazy because life happens. You know, people got kids. They got all this stuff. Uh-huh. So I was blessed. I was, uh, you know, blessed to get accelerated, which is equivalent to like the federal program, um, where you just go and get it done. So I went down to Alabama, got it done, bro. Um, Commission, you know, at 23 years old, and um, immediately thrown into a battalion, battalion staff, you know, um, as an S1 OIC, bro. Yeah, bro. So I just, it's really different, uh, you know, coming from being enlisted in a in a shop, and then hey, all of a sudden you're OIC, and people expect you to know everything. And guess what? You are the staff mar- primary for the S1 section. So, like, yeah. Exactly, bro. So, uh, I feel like me being thrown to the fire like that mm-hmm. uh, kind of, like, molded me well for this assignment I'm in now on mobilization. Um, at first, I didn't really have an E7, bro. I didn't have a senior NCO. So, yeah. I had an um, E5. Oh, no, I didn't have an E5 at the time because he was still incoming. So it was just my my E seven, but she was dual had it doing something else. So it was really right. just me in there on the weekends for a while, bro. So it was just it was tough, man. But um, you know, bless you know, I had a great commander who really like ripped my head off every single drill, bro. To like, you know, kind of like mold me, you know. And um, mm-hmm. I do notice like when I did get on mobilization and came up against my peers, I was ready, you know. So That's good. yeah, man. I'm in I'm in a cyber cyber brigade. Uh, one of the first uh, uh, compo two, compo three, uh, cyber brigades in the uh, in the nation, bro. So, um, you know, S one actual. You know, I got a team. You know, mm-hmm. all of them are older than me. You know, but like I said, I think for me, me being a forty two alpha coming into forty two Bravo, uh, I think it it helped me a lot because I understood what the shop, like what actually right. happens in the shop. You You're know, relatable. Just, relatable, bro. Yep, you're relatable, and most importantly, them knowing that you were prior enlisted and then a 42 alpha at that, um, those juniors will respect you a little bit more, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, bro. Being on the enlisted side and seeing that and working with different uh, fresh lieutenants or experienced infantry or armor lieutenants that are just you know, they they are branch detail and they're just doing this S1 thing yeah. until they get captain's career course or the next assignment or like the um or like the PL for like a scout or a mortar team or something like that. Yeah. Um and or even the captains, man. Uh those junior enlisted soldiers I know for a fact respect uh prior enlisted and people that have actually Held the held the MOS, you know, not necessarily have done their job, but held the MOS. So, I know that's unique, man, and it's great to see. Um, it's great to see another like uh, African American guy that I've uh, went to basic with, man, that is doing a freaking thing, especially hey, in the officer or warrant world, man. And you being an officer, that's that's out freaking standing, bro. Hey, I appreciate that. You know, that means the world to me because, like, again. Like me and you both know, like the grind it was just just being forty two in general, bro, and yeah. then you know also like making our crossover. So I appreciate it, man, because you're expected to be responsible for stuff. You like you're you're wide, and you know I'm not I'm not narrow and everything, but you know expected uh-huh. to like you know be be familiar, right? 
and you know mm-hmm. having a, amazing NCOs like you around that like I can lean on you know that that, that I got you sir you know that so that yep. means a lot to me you know and and you guys run the army so yeah, man. um I and um I I think like for me like me understanding that relationship officer enlisted relation officer like enlisted soldier relationship. Mm-hmm. really paid huge dividends because again it was like really like hey hey i think we should do it like this but what do you think sergeant you know what i mean right and um really just that that mentor embracing that mentorship you know sometimes we see yeah. things alike and sometimes we don't but we, we make sure it happens in a timely manner you know exactly so. it's something what eric thomas said motivational speaker man the ability to self-assess so um in my experience observation and actually being in the fight in the seat you'll have those uh, young officers that come in and they have ideas and they're bright eyed or they are, <laughs> yeah. or they, or they don't, or they don't have the experience, but they're afraid to, they're focused on, they're focused on enforcing in my opinion. Well, I, I'm the OIC, but then when it's time to perform and execute in meetings or tasks, um, and, and following the battle rhythm protocol, it's it's like choking in a clutch. And then, oh hey, hey shop, can you clean? You know, can can you clean this up? Yeah. Um, so for you to actually have the ability to self-assess and to most importantly acknowledge, um, you have no shame in your game. That's powerful. And if you continue to stay in, man, and be a company commander or tying or brigade commander, bro. You are going to be um, what this military needs and what the society needs as far as being transparent, you know, and you have experiences to back it up. So that's huge and powerful, man. Um, outstanding. So um, your lieutenant, your OIC for S1. Yep. If you had to, if you had, limited time left in the army, right? If you if you wake up mm-hmm. tomorrow and you say, hey, I need to, or I want to, or I desire to accomplish this, this, and this before my military time ends, regardless of when it ends, what would it be? For example, for me, I knew that before I got out, I ended up medically retiring, but I knew the goal for me was anybody that would ask me for the medical tar- retirement, hey, how many years you want to do? I never really gave them years. I said, by the time I retire, I want to be either a first sergeant or I either want to be a CW4 as an HR person. I wow. want to either have completed being an instructor or a drill sergeant. I did UPL. I was able to accomplish that. I was able to accomplish uh, MFT Master Fitness Course Level 1, but I wanted to do Level 2. I wanted to be Master Resilience course, and I wanted to be EO over Sharp. Sharp is good, but I just wanted to – if I could do both, great, but I always wanted to be like that Italian yeah. Brigade EO type. Um, I didn't accomplish all of those, obviously, but for you, what are things that someone was to ask you – were to ask you? Like, yeah, bro. What do you want to accomplish? That's a good question, man. So and um, I I would say like it, it, I'm I'm glad you recognize that too because I think like definitely having a goal for your career is like super super important you know yep me yes, sir. me me being an HR officer I understand that like my scope is kind of limited in the sense of mm-hmm. like what I can do to be mm-hmm. influential 
at a high scale. So uh, for me, bro, command. You know, my my next assignment, I'll be an aide de camp uh, for our land component commander in Virginia. And that's going to set you up for success. My last assignment, I I worked in Southcom. I was the uh Southcom S one. We had a two star mm-hmm. general. That's perfect, bro. That's gonna set you up. Oh, I appreciate okay. it, bro. And like, uh, it's a it's a learning learn, and it came out of nowhere. I just applied. <laughs> I just saw it, mm-hmm. and you know, I got a battle. She's like nothing major, nothing gain, right? But I just put mm-hmm. a packet together, man. And I applied, and you know, so I blessed to be able to get it. So, like, aid to camp, and then, but I really want to be a commander, you know. So mm-hmm. I think, I think my next step, while I'm a captain, probably be a company command. Uh, then obviously battalion, brigade, and um, bro, if I make a GL, I'll make a GL, you know, and um, and that's kind of the goals, man. Just like always, like progression, you know. Right. Uh, I I really like setting the example for soldiers, and that's mm-hmm. like that's what I value over anything, you know. Um, I, I even tell a shop now, yeah, I give them my leadership philosophy like every day and they, they have to listen to me, you know, right. and, um, and they, they just, they just like have that relationship where you can truly impact, you know, and obviously battalion staff, I don't have, you know, uh, uh, like a hundred soldiers, 200 soldiers, a thousand soldiers, but, you know, I try to like help, help the soldiers I have and like find out their mm-hmm. goals, you know, civilian side and military. So yeah, just a uh, command leadership, you know. So I have another question for you, right? So yeah, bro, you're S one, you're OIC, mm-hmm. command and staff. You're doing the thing. You got your your section, you your NCIC. All your soldiers have great um, credibility and things of that nature. Would you? How would you set up a junior? junior soldier that's rising and about to be a standout NCO pending uh, basically the course and promotion board or or how do I say this? Would you do you include your how much do you include your junior soldiers? Not your NCOIC, not your junior yep. NCOs. How do you, how much is your junior soldiers um involved in the command and staff or meetings training meetings whatever meetings that you guys have to brief from the s1 level depending on uh your mission how much are are, are the junior soldiers involved um do they prep the slides do you just cue it you see it do you say hey look special is a PhD so so you're gonna sit in a meeting with me but i'm gonna brief um how how much involved are they and depending on what you are allowed and not and not allowed to do within your command like what like how what what are your ideas to get them more involved with as uh getting exposure um oh, that's an excellent question that's a great yeah. question you know because i take pride i take pride in like what i'm ready to tell you um and uh-huh. i want your opinion on it i want your opinion on it okay as a, okay. a 42 and all right um so mm-hmm. As soon as I got on this mode, right, I heard my whole shop. I'm like, hey, everyone dialing. So it was a COVID environment, obviously, so we were on MS Teams. So right. my whole shop, everyone dialing. You know, me and my NTO, we're going to an actual meeting, or I want him on, definitely, but I want the whole shop to dial in. You know, yep. and my premise behind that is because I'm like, hey, you guys are you guys are doing all the transactions. You're doing the day-to-day, right? Like, this is this is what you guys are doing, and I want you to take pride in what we're doing, you know, um, because, you know, I appreciate you all. 
And I want you to I want you to take uh, not only jump on, but listen to what's happening, because like if this is awards and you do the awards like, hey, look what the commander is like looking to see here, you know, um, and I'll tell you right now, Champagne, like I, I don't I don't do the slides. My my whole team, they, they all do slides. They all get to sign different areas on the slides and they do them. Obviously, my NCO, he'll QC and then I'll QA or, or, or vice versa. But um, that's kind of how I run it. And then when we came back in person, you know, my NCOs, he's really good. I got, my E7 is probably like one of the best E7s in, in the in the guard in general, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. He's worked at every level all the way up to NGB. So he's like, hey, I want I want to I want to bring our E5 because he knows like your your E5 time is so crucial to your development and it a is. sense of like it's your grind time. You know, that's what it is. Like, you know, I told him, bro, like, like this this is your this is your grind time. And again, me being enlisted, I think he really understood. Like, I'm coming from a place of like, you know, I'm experience. I'm like, yeah, your word to wait. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And not just telling them. So yeah, so that's my take on like this, the, like the that whole relationship with the shop. Like mm-hmm. you know, again, they 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 all help with the slides. And um, like anytime there, there's a, a cub, obviously you know, COVID environment, we can't all be in the same room. But if you can right. call and call and please, and then take initiative. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say mm-hmm. the commander don't like this on the slide, hey, next next week, next week for the cub, take it off. You know, right. So from my experience, um. I was in three unit. I was in three different uh organizations, so to speak, all battalion level. But I had interactions with brigade and G one. But I worked pretty much all battalion level my whole whole career. Um, mm-hmm. so I've had I've had an OIC and a command where every every soldier that did a section. They they consult you know they did the slides right yeah and then I was that PFC where I had to consolidate the slides um, okay if if the squares weren't the same length or if the color coordinated you know if the colors didn't match the color rubric or the font was different it was Arial on this one but it was a italic on that one. Um, I was that P- in my first unit, uh, my first unit with the first command, I was that person that consolidated the, sl- I, so I first started where I did the awards piece, um, mm-hmm. where I would produce, Hey, what I, what, what the tracker said that I was the 99.9% person that did that. I was the one that, Hey, whatever puts on there, it's gold. And then it yeah. got to the point where, Okay. The NCIC. I had a my my first NCIC. I had a staff sergeant that was prior Marine, and he he was a stellar recruiter. And then he came into an S one as a staff sergeant. He didn't do forty two work since he was a specialist at Fort Lewis prior to uh, way prior to, to recruiting, and he did a little bit of NCIRs. So yeah. he was that person. Like okay, you know you can cons- you can consolidate the slides. You know you're very raw. Um, but you can take on a lot of things at once. You can juggle a lot of things. It's just yeah. a matter of somebody kind of guiding you on how to manage the details. So I did that. My first, then my first command with my second, I'm sorry, my first, still my first unit, but second command, I had a, um, I had a passive OIC, but it was kind of a blessing in disguise, but it was very painful. And I say the blessing was, okay, because of the OIC's passiveness, 
it provided an opportunity for the junior soldiers or the NCIC um, to be more involved in meetings, be more FaceTime with the the top five in the battalion, yeah. you know, the SAR majors, the EXO, the, the battalion three, the battalion commander. Um, so it got to the point to where the battalion commander of my first unit, second command, would say to the YC, hey, so-and-so, um, do you have somebody else that could brief, like, with you, you know, to kind of, like, do the developmental thing? And yeah. YC asked me, and I said, I don't mind. Um, I, I, I'm a specialist, but I don't mind. I don't care about that because um, I don't mind. Whatever I fail at, it's not going to become a – I failed two or three times at so yeah. I'm down. I'm down for the challenge. You got to realize, forty two alpha right in a in, yeah. in a combat in a mechanized infantry unit. So it's kind of like, hey, your staff, your pogue, whatever. Yeah. We go to the field. Mm-hmm. We do the real stuff. So that athletic football former football player came out and said, hey, I'm going to show you guys. So um, it's kind of a take your opportunity and run with it. So I think that's just one experience and we have plenty of time. We don't have to go with it with all, all these episodes, but I've had stages in my career where I was, okay, you're a PFC. You're going to, you're, you're going to do this part of the slides. And I had a special, then as a, as a specialist, okay, you're going to do this part. And I had waivers for E2, E3 and E4 mm-hmm. my first time around. So I, I, I was in E4 by the 20th, 20th month of my Army career yeah, after getting out of basics. So um, then it was, okay, you're going to brief as a specialist. You Not only are you going to do slides, but now you're going to brief. Not only are you going to do the slides, but you are going to be in the meeting while your OIC or NCIC briefs, but you're going to be the clicker. So normally it's a uh, so normally it's an S three like lieutenant or an extra person in S three or whatever an extra staff person. Time commander was like, no, he can come click. And then I'll yeah. never forget Major William Cordell. He's I know for a fact he's probably a lieutenant colonel by now, probably brigade commander by now because this was twenty fifteen ish, twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, you're gonna be the note taker for the meeting. And I said, okay. I thought that was the Kimmel lieutenant, the, the lieutenant that was the Kimmel officer, but whatever. Yeah. Mind, mind you, that person is still in there. That Kimmel officer is like a company commander now. But um, so it was just different stages. And yeah. I challenge, I'm not an officer, I'm not a warrant, but I challenge officers. It doesn't matter if you're young, old, or whatever. Not only empower every member of that team to do certain things, expose them to things. I'm not saying to, hey, have them brief right off the bat, but okay, everyone's included in producing the slides. Okay, yeah. NCIC, OIC is going to QAQC the slides. After I get that going, oh, hey, you, BFC so-and-so, or you, special so-and-so, or you, sergeant so-and-so. This is how I QAQC it. This is the expectation when QAQC it. If I was on emergency leave, can you QAQC it? You could be the first QAQC 
and now the starting first class becomes the last QAQC because the ship has to go on if I'm on emergency leave or if I just have another task to do. Um, you're only as good as your weakest link. It's the same thing as in the sports world, right? So I challenge you have um, leaders, officers in 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 list, it don't matter. Um, you have to really you you have to make everyone uncomfortable, but you have to set them up for success to be uncomfortable. And the last part you said, Sergeant E fives, it's a critical time. Um, critical. I believe. I believe that this is just my opinion and um, from observation and experience. How do I say this? You have to prepare that Sergeant E5 to fulfill that role be- way before they're a Sergeant E5, way before they go to the promotion. Oh, board, I see what you mean. Way before yeah. they go to basically the course. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a E2, I'm a PV2, I'm a PFC. I just know for a fact I'm doing one contract. That's cool, but you have a job to do. Is everyone going to be yeah. receptive to it? Absolutely not. But for me and my experience as an observation and a person that has been in leadership roles, um, always working two up, one down, or yeah. or, or one up, um, prepare them, not even prepare them, put them, the best way to prepare them is put them in situations before they become that sergeant yeah. before they become that corporal. Um, because if you can't, if you can't show upside, I'm not even going to say execution or potential, but if you can't show upside as a PFC or a specialist, it's just going to be one of those things where that person got promoted because the army said they had to get promoted or because they fulfilled a uh, prerequisite. I agree. I, I agree, and I think that's super. That's super big, just because, like, again, like, uh, and I think it's an officer thing too. Uh, how we, how we, how we think. If if I get an E six in my shop, I don't care what MOS they are. I expect them to expo- perform a certain type of level. That's you a know? beautiful thing you said. Like, um, I had a guy, I had an old head. Um, the sergeant first class said, "It don't matter if you're sar- staff sergeant for one day, ten days, <laughs> ten months. You're a staff sergeant. You're fil- you're fulfilling this slot. I expect you to maneuver." And that's something that stuck with me as a PFC, a a specialist, a corporal, a sergeant, a sergeant promotable, a staff sergeant. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And and it's real, man. And like, you know, I try to like not get in the NTO lane, but again, like, like me, me, when I was, when I was enlisted, bro, I looked up to the E5, I looked up to the E6, I looked up to the E7, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, obviously we look up to officers, but I really, we really didn't deal with them like that. You know, it was like my, my direct line, line leadership, my E5, you know? And like I said, I mean, man, they they perform, you know, they perform, they got the answer, you know. And um, even even to this day, like like I said, I I expect E six and above to perform like that, you know. And um, yep. and 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 it, and it might be like cruel sometimes, but like I I don't think it is because like I tell my E seven, I'm like, you run the shop, I'm like, you run the shop, <laughs> you, you you run the shop. Well, you know what's going on. I come to him. I don't I don't talk to anyone else really. If I have exactly. a, you know issue, I talk to him. You know, my E7. And, so. and that's how it should be, man. And you, I commend you for being one of those officers that, um, that, that really remind that senior NCO, hey, this is your shop. Because I know for me and my, and my personal experiences and observations, I always tell my kids that I coach, right? And I always tell, 
I always used to tell my soldiers or whatever, customers, that's my shop, hey, I use that Beyonce song. I woke up like this, right? This <laughs> is my, like this. seriously, I woke up like this. My wife doesn't have to tell me that. My kid don't have to tell me that. Um, my commander doesn't have to tell me that. My OIC don't have to tell me that. Yes, that yeah. OIC is the staff primary, but guess what? This shop is mine. This shop is, I'm the know-all, be-all. Do I do everything with it? No, but guess what? I'm pretty 90, 90%, 99.9% aware of transactions, my, my, my soldiers, my counterparts, whatever you want to call them, their feelings and things of that nature. This is my area. Um, yep. So it's very admiring um, when you have an officer that, hey, this is his, this is his or her show. Um, because I'm pretty sure you get in a National Guard room as well as I've had in an active duty where some big high-ranking person, oh, hey, this is a hot item because of my position or my rank or whatever. So I'm going to go to the OIC, whether they're a lieutenant, yep. oh, captain, whatever. No. There's rules and regulations. A hey, ma'am, sir, with all due respect, we'll get it right. Um, just talk to Sergeant so and so, and that's that. Those that is something that um, I pray that the Army um, enforces, and I pray that the Army that we get more of that within different uh, organizations within the Army because the whole Army needs that man. The families, the soldiers that are involved in the organization, they enlisted. Officers, the 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 command teams, they need that, you know. They need that. Um, not many, very few people are afraid to be the bad person. Very few people are uh, to address the elephant in the room. So it's it's one of those things where I've learned in the army. It's a lot of flame game here, here, here. So for you to, I feel you shouldn't have to remind and I don't think it's one of those things where you got to remind but for me if I was um a part of your team and um your counterpart as your NCIC it would be, it's great for you to remind me but my approach and I'm challenging any NCO that's listening to this any NCO any aspiring NCO whatever you're Officer counterpart don't have to should not have to remind you of that. It's good to hear it, but you have to come with that mentality of hey, ma'am, sir, I got it. You got it. Hey, you do the meetings, you do it. This is yours. If if the place burns down, it's your fault. The lead forms get lost, it's your fault. But guess what? That's on me. And because it's on me, and because of what I represent, and because of what the example I um display to, to my soldiers and my team. I like to use my team rather than my soldiers term a lot. I'm not gonna let that fly. So that's amazing. No, no I, I agree, bro. And I think I think for, for me it's like once they once they kinda like find out I'm forty two, it's like a little mm-hmm. bit like a trust that they have in me. So it was also yep, like, hey, I'm trying to remind you guys. Yeah, you got I got that trust. But also, like, I'm still looking for that mentorship. You, you guys still been longer than me. You know, you still got that. I'm still, like, you know, I'm 27. 
you know, I get, I get, I can get, be a hothead sometimes too. So I need, I need that constant mentorship, you know. It's outstanding, man. A good, a good freaking co- combination and balance, man. That's beautiful, man. So I think one of the last things we can talk about, man, is so you said last thing you did wrestling wise was coach D2. So tell yeah, us, bro. tell us about your, tell us about your wrestling career, man. I mean, you know, as a kid or high school, whatever. And um, because African-Americans, man, we really, we really don't utilize the opportunity to wrestle or we don't have that option in our high schools. I know in Louisiana, we didn't have that uh, option, at least yeah. in my high school. But like, tell us about that, man. Like, what's the experience? Um, what, what is it like? What, what did wrestling produce for you? What was the domino effects? Yeah, bro. Um, you know, so again, like again, in our in our community, especially like you know, inner city communities, wrestling isn't that big. You know, it's like mm-hmm. oh, you might have some old heads around who've done it before. You know, and it's like like that where I came from. You know, too. You know, a big football guy came up from you know rec ball in the high school. I didn't have a big name, so I, you know, rode the bench for a, a couple seasons, man. I'm like, bro, I'm just as good as these guys. You know what's right. going on? So you know, just looking to stay active on the off season. I've seen these guys working out in the hallway, and they're like, "Yo, that's a wrestling team." This guy next to me, he was like smaller than me or my size, and he was like, "I wrestle." I was like, "Oh, you wrestle, bro? I, I can definitely wrestle." So, um, you know, I I was trying to go out for basketball, and um, you know, my mom was like, "You know, you got a doctor's appointment, so you can't go to like the next round of trials and stuff." So I end up just you know, not doing that and then going into the wrestling room, you know, coaches welcoming me, welcoming arms. I immediately went in there and I really, I kind of knew that I was a little bit faster, you know, had a little bit more like fluid, fluidity for the sport. And once the coaches saw me like that, they took interest in me. And I was like, man, coaches never really took interest like this in me forever. There has to be something to it, you know? So I just kept on coming, kept on coming, man. And um, I was really bad. I probably lost 30 matches, uh, I was in a really golden era, you know, in my area. And the only reason I started is because they had a spot open for a 25-pounder, man. And um, so I wrestled JV and varsity. So I probably lost over 100 times that season, if you want to be honest. You know, but I felt like me doing wrestling made me better at football, too. You know, it mm-hmm. is, it's, it's, a good, it's a good base sport, man. And I, and I don't know if it's just, like, conditioning or, like, the weightlifting or – Whatever the case is, but my my football acumen went up like a hundred percent, man. So and you know, that's where I want to get at. Yeah, and it's real, bro. It's real. Every sport, I w- I would say even I got better in basketball, you know. Right. And um, I, and that's why I kind of direct parents like like to find a base sport. I consider like base sport like uh, anything that deals with your your body and like your um, right your spatial awareness, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't say start immediately though because like. Or say something like wrestling. If you're wrestling all the way up to like ten, you're not really going to be like learning wrestling unless you're a prodigy until like ten, because like you're you're trying to get used to your body all the way up to like nine Correct. years old. You know, Correct. so that yeah. gymnastics. Mm-hmm. I even put soccer in there because of like the heavy conditioning. Um, you know, so yeah, bro. Like my 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 athletics got a hundred times better. So I just kept on coming, man. Wrestling. I I was like I, I was getting decent. I was better than the people around me, but uh, uh, you know, amongst the, like the white boys and the people who've been doing it for years, right. I was still like losing. You know, so I went to a camp one summer because I know I I noticed that people who were good went to camps 
and kind of did it all year round. So, man, I, my, after my sophomore year, exponential growth, bro. I probably had 30 wins, 10 losses, you know, junior, senior year. Um, ended up just becoming a dog, man. Close to 91 wins in high school. You know, not close to 100, not 100 wins, but, you know, 91 in my area area at the time was, like, good for what it was. Hey, you know, that's and, um, beautiful, man. Yeah, bro. So, that, you know, did that. I wanted, to get mm-hmm. I wanted to get to that because I wanted to um, challenge football players, that aspiring football players anywhere but in my area in San Antonio that, hey, you're not the first person that has said wrestling. I've, I've worked with uh, older coaches. They're like in their 40s, 50s that have uh, said wrestling. But yep. I, I like I want to, hey, all my players or players that are in the city that I don't coach, you're you're talk you you're you're hearing a guy that has actually done it, has done wrestling in high school, has coached wrestling on a division two level while being in the army, an officer at that in the army, and you're hearing that hey, it's okay to do two two different sports. Um, yep. That's encouraged to do two different sports. So if you want to be a baseball player. You need to do a second sport. You got to figure out which one that is. If you want to be a football player, you have to do a second sport. And wrestling deals with the cardio, the conditioning, the endurance. Uh, wrestling, even for linemen, anybody, footwork, yep. um, quick, quick reaction, you know, hand-eye coordination, things of that nature. So you don't make yourself one-dimensional, kids, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a band person, whether you're just an academic person. Whatever your field is, you have to be multi-dimensional um, and be exposed to different things. So, That's I beautiful. really, yeah, I really wanted, I really wanted the audience to hear from a valuable source that have that has recently done it and has paid the price and you know actually has great experiences to share. Man, that's that's outstanding, bro. Absolutely, bro. And I want to say this too. You know, uh, most of the kids in inner city were better athletes than me, mm-hmm. and and that's valuable. Like, like I was like, like I'm talking like 125, Russell 125. You know, by senior year, I was wrestling 145. You know, so these kids mm-hmm. in the inner city, they're they're so much more athletic than uh like guys like me who just wanted it probably a little bit more, but like mm-hmm. they can definitely do this, have success. Might even find themselves like in college doing it and getting it paid for. You know. I, I I don't I don't say I was like the best wrestler in the world, but again, wrestling subsidized my undergraduate degree. It paid for my masters, you know. So like, you know, for me knowing that when I go back and I see these kids and I, and I know they're more athletic than me and have all the upside in the world and don't take advantage of it, um, I, I tell them like there's a lot of there's a lot of upside, you know, for you to do something like this, you know. So that's that's a great champagne. Yeah, man, that's beautiful, bro. That's beautiful. So. um like where we're going, man. You're nine years, November, man, May 2013. We met in basic training, told a yep. uh, line, uh, doing the same <laughs> MOS, but going different paths, but still staying connected, man. Um, it's hard to stay connected with people that you went to basic training with. It's it easier, in my opinion, with AIT, but it's still hard. But with basic training, it's very hard. Even though 
from what I hear, basic training stuff, have the phones and stuff. Uh, in 2013, people might uh, people might think that we were the soft army generation, but I think in 2013 May, even though we were in relaxing Jackson, we yeah. were um, we were in that borderline. Is it soft? Is it hardcore? Mm-hmm. Not. But um, for us two to really stay connected, man. What what do you think really what do you think um why do you think us to really stay connected even though it wasn't in person but like why do you think us to stay connected? Well I think I think for many reasons it, you know it's definitely what God wanted, man. And I think when we got the basic training, me and you were like kinda of, our temperaments are kind of similar, like we don't want to really have like, any problems with anyone. You know, yep. we're, we're, you know, we're just like, our temper is just like super chill. So obviously like me and you would naturally talk, obviously like me and you probably had more, you know, female friends at base training than like, you know, guys, cause we, we just, we just don't be in any of it, you know? And right. then I think uh, obviously like the sports we have in common, like, Hey, you know, you look at someone like, Oh, this guy's an athlete. Oh, this guy's an athlete. You know, like, let me, let me find out what they did, you know? And I think yep. we, we hit off there immediately, bro. And, um, had more meaningful conversations there you know and um mm-hmm. yeah so I, and I, i'm super grateful for that man and like you like definitely blessed and you know obviously like we're always like working on continuous growth continuous education you know so i right. see what you're doing on 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 facebook and always doing something man and i think you gotta you like you said earlier you gotta find it and you know same with me you know same with, you know getting ready to start my podcast so yeah you inspired me bro i appreciate it man i appreciate it for me i think we've been able to stay in contact because um, when I, so when you were, I, I, I knew that you were one of the National Guard split timers, right? So you were yep. going to do basic one year and then AIT another year. It kind of threw me off at first, but it was, it was one of those things where you had to go back to don't judge a book by its cover, right? Get to know the person, yeah. right? So, okay, he's doing this opportunity like other people that don't look like us, majority of them that are doing this, um, but he's but he's not biggity, you know what I mean? He's not yeah. stuck up or preppy. And yeah. you were open, you had great dialogue. I can remember the most, probably fondest memories of you were, you were as detailed as me at Total Line, then uh, (laughs) those so those things matter to me right so um yeah i I was never fortunate to be a platoon sergeant in basic i was an ait but in basic i was majority a squad leader for the fourth squad and it was i highly doubt we we were in the same squad because i was a champagne but it was one of those things like okay he was i do remember you were on my side I was the yeah. first bunk on the uh, if you if the drill sergeant's walking in the right side, once they walk in the door the right side, I was the very first bunk. But you were about four, five, six bunks down, and you were one of those okay deal, detailed guys. And it was like, all right, he's doing the national guard thing. He's trying to do the ROTC thing, but not only is he doing that, but he is going to be detailed. 
So, yeah, this guy is going to be enlisted now. He might try and do the officer thing, but he's detailed. And um, that was something that I was fond of of you, and I respected. And last thing I respected was, dang, me and this guy ain't even in the same state, didn't even do AIT together, and we have seen to find each other on social media, not only find each other on social media, but have stayed in contact, like shared each other posts, um, have had conversations. And dang, you know, then I started the uh, fitness brand um, in the, in the midst of my uh, bad dark time in the army when I was going through article 15 and I'm like, dang, this guy really still is consistent. And, um, we haven't seen each other since base training graduation, but we've talked here and there, and it's like, wow, okay, I can dig it. But I know the very first fond memory was he's detailed as me for total line, and that was a uh, critical part of basic training for those who haven't experienced it yet. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny that you say that, bro, because, like, everyone would be, like, flipping out, right? And then me mm-hmm. and you just, like, walk off, we're in an appropriate uniform at the right time. Right. And, and then, right. like, and then how mean you are, it's like we don't understand why other people weren't ready because we weren't doing anything before, you know? Exactly. So... <laughs> uh, it's it's so crazy. I'm so serious, man. I'm so serious. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? He's not trying to be a gangster. He's not trying to do none of that. Because you, you would have those people that were like, oh, I'm going to do something when he when the drill sergeants look back or I'm going to. Yeah. Nah, it's you didn't try to challenge or try you didn't try to be someone that you wasn't. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know what? He cool with how he is, and not only that, he does the preparation too. Like he 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 does the preparation. He's not that last minute total iron person. Um man, it wasn't even the, world. the yeah, man. It wasn't even the you know what? He's gonna be the one that gets us in trouble. It wasn't that. I I didn't say much, but I observed a lot, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, yeah." He prepares as much as I do, and that's wherever he freaking goes, he's going places. And I hope he don't lower his standards. He better go the maximum effort to try and uh, get the best possible opportunity or situation to impact some people, man. And that was pretty cool, bro. That, that was pretty cool. Nah, and, and that means the world to me, bro. And, like, again, like I said, like, again, you saying that definitely sparked my memory, bro. I'm like, but it, it was so funny. It was like clockwork every night. Mm-hmm. Every night, I mean, you just, like, strolling out there, like, prepared, ready to go. And um, that means a lot to me because, you know, we, we both understand, like, the work you have to do to get to that point. Right. You know, it, it's not like you just, like, wake up and you're, and you're automatically on time to things, you know. Nope, so nope. that means the world to me. And as it relates to, like, the standards when you go other places, it's, it's hard not to sometimes because of the standards, like, you know, everyone, like, kind of, like, lets through, everyone gets comfortable and things like that, mm-hmm. you know. And I think when you operate a certain way, people get offended by it, huh. you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. Tiny heart syndrome, they can't keep up. They start talking down on you because they can't keep up and they try to lower your credibility to – them or they try to provoke you yeah man it's hard being uncommon in a common environment is something i always say it's so true man and like i said like even like now on the officer side man it's so political now 
that like uh-huh. it's hard from it's hard for me to sometimes to like be wanting like to do my own thing and operate how mm-hmm. I operate without like causing offense sometimes, you know. So yeah, hey, that means it means the world, man. Yeah, man. So as we close and stuff like that, I I wanna wanna challenge you with some things, and then I wanna give you the floor to close us out with uh, different projects that you're working on or things that you're about to work on. Um, I know you mentioned the podcast before, but that'd be your floor. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I want to challenge you with first is um, it is beyond challenging to be an African-American in the military. It yeah. is double challenging to be an African-American on the officer side as a young officer in the military. You're going to have heat from the opposite races and I know you can't speak much on it you're gonna have triple the heat from your own race because it's gonna be a thing of oh he, he forgot where he come from or he thinks yeah. he's bigger and better but I want to remind you and I already know you know these things but it's speaking to other people too but since I'm on on the episode with you some things don't don't allow people to put their limitations on you. Um, you are more than enough. Um, you are somebody. You know why you're doing what you're doing. Um, you are afforded an opportunity that many don't get at your age and in your uh, level of experience. So take advantage of it to change your life. Um, be unique. I'm not even going to say more, but be unique. Be more unique than the Sharp system. Be your. Yeah. Be more unique than the EO system. Um, don't just check the block with the quarterly slides. Um, kind of like what I do with coaching with the kids and what I did when I was a leader in the Army. You can't force your team to open up to you, but make yourself accessible. Don't yeah. be the generic future commander that don't be, you're going to be a future commander, but don't be that generic commander that does the generic uh, safety brief. Like speak, like speak life in that safety brief, live that safety brief. Don't just say my phone's going to be available and not be who Jonathan Barrett is going to be. And put your own spill and spin to it. And I say that because that's going to make you head and shoulders above the rest. Not on the e-valve, not within your command, but most importantly, with the team members that you will be affiliated with. Whether you are responsible for them or whether they are over you or whether they are your um, counterpart and their listed side of things. So um, it's a tall order. The military is changing with things. But I challenge you to challenge your preparation, challenge your approach, and challenge your consistency even during dark times. Um, be unique. Be, be, be what kind of what my audio podcast title is. Be the change that you want to see. And you don't have to do extra. Um, you've already said it. 
you've built a trust and a rapport with your particular team because they know you're 42. You've been in the trenches with them. You empowered them to do things. But things that we talked about, uh, that promotion clerk, hey, have that person practice briefing you. Have that person, you know, um, you brief it, but if a commander or sergeant major or first sergeant or whatever commander asks something, guess what? That that promotion clerk might be able to answer that follow-up question or that follow-up award question or whatever. Um, I'm going to tell you something. My old sergeant major, my last sergeant major, sergeant major Whiteman, I used to say, own your soldiers always, whether they do something great for a ceremony or if you got to get them out the MP station for a DUI or for fighting or for whatever it is. And I already know you want to do these things, man. Because like I said, you were someone that this guy prepares for total line like I do. And there were probably five or eight people out of 28 males that prepared for total line and took it really serious. Yeah. So that's outstanding, man. So to close it out, tell people things that you're working on projects whether it's civilian military i know you said the podcast i need you to tell people the title of your podcast kind of give them briefly the intent of the podcast um where you're going to produce you know where the podcast is going to be available and other things armor related civilian related wrestling related whatever go for it man and then we're going to shut it down bro absolutely bro Hey, so first of all, I want to say I want to say I appreciate you. I I accept, you know, I definitely accept. I hold I hold you to the same challenge, you know, in, in all aspects of life, you know. And let, let's hold each other accountable, you know. Let's definitely yeah. like stay plugged in with each other, you know. Um, and and, and let's, let's do this together, bro. So I I appreciate that and I accept. Um, next man, yeah. So like I said, you inspired me for on the podcasting. So I'm um, sorry, my podcast is called For the Masses Podcast. Um, for the masses, as in like a whole bunch of demographics, you know, we talk about faith, leadership, self-development, growth, uh, finance, you know, relationships, all, all those type of things, all the things that matter in the grand scheme of like life, you know. So I'm super excited right. to interview not only military people, we got to get you on, bro. We might even try to see if hey. we can post this one, you know. Hey, um, actually, I, I would I would be honored to be on whenever you start the episode. I can be the first, the third, the fifth, or whatever. It don't have to be this episode. We can do, we can do it from your house, man. From your absolutely. house and your home field, bro. You tell me the title, the questions, and I can prepare. Or we can go organically like we did with this one. I'm I'm down, man. A matter of fact, matter matter of fact, if you haven't started already. I can send you this Anchor app, and then we'll go offline, and I can explain to you how simple it is. Where you can, so all I did was all I did was go on my Anchor app. I sent you the text link, and then as soon as you, as soon as you confirmed that you were on, we were recording. So, whatever, man, I, I'm I'm down. Hey, it's gonna be a vibe, bro. So I'm definitely definitely want to get you on, you know, and mm-hmm. um, and and I think it'll be a great opportunity, you know, especially like two black men coming together. You know, mm-hmm. showing love and and no negativity, no negativity, bro. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking forward to that, bro. Yeah, but um, in my Instagram, JB the Masses, J B T H E M A S S E S, uh, Jonathan Barrett on, you know, Facebook and everything else. So, hey, Champagne, I'm grateful for the opportunity, bro. Oh man, I'm grateful that you um, that you took time to do this, man. 
I know this is a good one. Trying to do this for a while. This is a great one, man. This is a great mini. Um, I know it was long, but hey, I rather give I rather give people more and take away than to shortchange them. So um, absolutely, I will be willing and able whenever you tell me and how you tell me to do yours and. It's not keeping score, man. We can go yours, mine, or we can go all yours, whatever. I don't care, man. Long as, um, as long as someone is hearing it, that needs to be that needs to hear it. So I'm down, man. It's what that last part you just said. A lot of African Americans don't want to talk out. Number one, and then especially in the military concept. You are still in the military, but people take that as, oh, I'm in the military. I can't really speak on that. So it's like what I used to, one thing I told my soldiers, I want to, I want to be able to advocate for the ones that don't, you know, that can't advocate for themselves. Let's just do the freaking thing, bro. We can talk about, we can talk about whatever. Leadership, wrestling, whatever, seriousness, uh, inspirational joking. Religion. Um, I love my wife that I'm with. We made a year in May, and if we were still dating, November would be four years. But guess what? I'll talk about my um, prior marriage with my sons. I don't care, man. Long as it stops, yeah. Long as it stops someone from doing something, I wouldn't do. Long as it stops someone from. Um, pulling the trigger, slitting it through, or going down a bad road, or or someone that is not in that state. But you know what? I can tell you this, so that way you don't make that simple, silly mistake. I don't give a crap, man. I I I, I I've experienced a lot in twenty eight years, seven and a half years in the army. I've seen six countries. Thankfully, neither of those countries were Iraq or Afghanistan, but I've seen six countries. I don't yeah. care. Um, let's just do the thing, man. So that way we can leave this world better than what we found it. Um, we do need to, we do need to do some in-person stuff. You, you fly into Texas, uh, I fly into where you're at. And even if it's you come and talk to my older kids that I coach for seven on seven or, Six and seven years for tackle. I don't care, man. The sky is not the limit. You know, you know, Biggie always said the sky is the limit, but guess what? The sky is not the limit in my eyes. So let's change the culture. Let's change the expectation. Let's just let's do, do it, man. bro. That's I'm down. Firing let's do it, bro. I'm down. And it starts with it starts with you and I. And guess what? We don't worry about who hasn't joined. If it starts with you and I. More people will join. If they don't join, that's cool too. Males, females, black, white, color, purple, homosexual, not, I don't care, straight, whatever. Let's just do it, bro. Absolutely, bro. I'm 100% in. You know? Yeah, man. I Again, so, I appreciate you, my brother. I appreciate you as always, bro. Um, hey, we got each other's numbers now. So let me know the five W's about your uh, introduction. Um, of introducing your podcast and I will start getting myself and preparing myself so that way I'm available for you to schedule. I ain't worried about that. I'll, I'll 
My schedule is open whenever you're ready. Let's yeah, just get this thing absolutely. rolling, bro. Absolutely. All right, man. You have a great night, man. Kill it. And until until we talk again, and I'm looking forward to meeting you again, man, after about a eight or nine-year hiatus, man. <laughs> Absolutely, my dog. <laughs> and um, definitely, bro. Hey, definitely have a good night, bro. And, um, and, and like, yeah, let's tap in. Most definitely. All right, brother. All right, bro. Have a good night. All right, bro. All right, bye-bye.